Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Okay, Pep Talk episode 34. So in this episode, what I'd like to talk about is two experiences that um, my daughter and I had during the summer holidays. And as the title says, it's a tale of two professionals. So first off, um, as part of something she wanted to do for her birthday, she wanted to go to one of these um, climbing centers, just run off auto belays and you climb all sorts of weird and fun kind of shapes. So sometimes called crazy climb or clip and climb type centers. Um, so very much orientated to just the fun and, um, you know, everything's run off auto belays and, you know, very different to your traditional climate center. And of course, much more attractive and um, to to youngins, which is brilliant. All right, very popular. Uh, God, I think in Bristol there's three of them now, maybe four. Um, but anyway, so we booked in early one Sunday, in we went. And normally these things can have like 20 kids or 20 people taking part. <clears throat> and on this occasion, there were just two, and then we were joined by another child and an adult. So just four. Um, the instructor, early 20s maybe, I'd say, maybe late teens, probably early 20s. Um, came in, collected us from the little waiting area and, you know, got the kids in their harness. And, you know, one of the things we always talk about inside the Preferred Edge project is that people are only doing the best they can with what they have. Doesn't mean they can't do better, but in that moment, you know, for whatever reason, they're doing the best they can. And I'm sure that this instructor was doing the best she can. But my point here is that it wouldn't have taken much to give a much better service. Okay? Now, I know that, you know, coming from a, you know, being a climbing instructor and instructing and assessing climbing instructors, I've probably got, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily higher standards, but I have a certain expectation, I suppose, of what I'm... 
should be at least a bare minimum, a half decent level of experience, a level of um, service. Um, and so, so let me just let's go into this. So she, they came in, uh, didn't introduce themselves, just started giving instructions, okay, and didn't even bother to take time to get to know or ask the the customers that she had what their names was. I know that if there are 20 kids, 20 people, 20 clients, that's going to be hard to do. They're only there for an hour, right? I get that. There was four people. You couldn't tell me that, an, you know, that for four people, they couldn't have made their jobs a little bit easier or made the customer experience a little bit nicer by just asking who's here. Sorry, what's your name? And you are, and you are, and you are. Okay, let's go. That, I, yeah, with 20 people, that's difficult. She certainly could have introduced herself. That's a bit of a no-brainer. So there was little things like that that I was like, oh, that's just a bit... Right, okay, not great. And, you know, so she got us kitted up, you know, ran through the stuff, all very, you know, fine and dandy. Again, very little interaction with parents or with the children, and you think, you know what, it's us parents that are paying for this. If we don't get a great service, even if the kids have a great time, if we don't get a great service, if we don't feel some degree of value or appreciation for bringing our custom here, do you think we're going to come back again? Tricky. Okay. So, then we get shown uh, a pre-recorded video. Okay the safety instructions and I get this I understand why they do this is so that everybody receives you can guarantee that everyone has received the same um, training okay? but equally that's also got to be balanced surely with with making sure there was no kind of questions afterwards no um, you know way of quantifying whether anybody had actually paid any attention or not they put the video on, walked out the door. To the fact that the video wasn't working, first of all, and she didn't realise she had to come back in. So I get that, you, you standardise that procedure for safety, but what it doesn't do is, is, is you can't, then don't quantify whether anybody understands. You know, the minimum age for that place was six. All right, somewhere else, it's four. No, actually, that place was four. So that was the place that was four. Um, so, you know, a four-year-old's not necessarily going to understand. They had a practice rig in the corner that they never referred to, never used. They could have quite easily done something en masse to kind of quantify, you know, or even just done some spot references. Okay, what do you do here? What do you do there? You can't ask everybody if you've got 20, but you certainly could there. My point being is that that from a customer experience, it just seemed like, right, watch this, there you go, right, you've had that, right, let's go in here. And, you know, they did, I don't know, it just wasn't, they didn't seem to care. Okay, so classic thing that, that, that yeah, they've been given these procedures and told you have to follow this, this and this, but it just seemed that that member of staff just wasn't that into it. And again, I get that there could be a host of things that are going on. Who knows what's going on with their home life or so on. And so it's very difficult to bring that in. But that's the point of a professional is you do what's required. 
not only when it's desired but but you know and also it's being able to be having in your mind not just I'm here to keep people safe but I'm here to provide a consistency of service I'm here to provide um, you know my job is marketing I'm here to retain these customers you know the demonstration afterwards was pretty yeah it was all right you know just about ticked the boxes but I didn't really feel that she cared enough and as a parent taking my child to someone that's a risk management situation I want to feel that the people there care a about the, the, the safety or the well-being and the experience of both me and you know my daughter so there's a missed opportunity there there's another missed opportunity as well with you know we're in we're in a climbing center there's other climbing activities other climbing clubs other things going on or there's just a, a you know ability to come back you know but there was lost at the end you know we left a little bit early because you know my daughter was tired she'd had enough so, so we left before kind of the, the time was up and it was a, a very brief you know Do you have a good time is that all right you know usual you know some degree of interaction and that was about it but a missed opportunity to be able to go hey it'd be great to have you come back if you want if you come back you know here's a discount or if you come back there's this if you love climbing then hey why don't you jump in there's some kids clubs running in the bouldering center do you want to go and have a chat about that we're in the building we're already engaged and interested clearly Yes, we're a client, but we're also a lead for whatever comes next. And, you know, there was missed opportunities. So there's a bunch of things from that one um, experience, which is quite interesting. Partly it could be down to, you know, what my expectations of, of what could have been done or should have been done. And the reality, you know, misses that. And we know that when our expectation doesn't match reality, we feel pretty rough. You know, we, we don't like it. You know, that's where we get stressed. Whether it's the expectations we put on ourselves, the expectations we think others have of us, or the expectations that we have of others. Um, so as an experience, I wasn't, you know, hugely chuffed. It was nice enough. Young and had a good enough time. You know, we had a nice time together, you know. And I just found it all very interesting very interesting Let's fast forward to a couple of days later and we go to one of these traveling inflatable kind of theme parks so it's just basically God, what was that, 12 different massive bouncy castles and then you know they travel they set up here for like three four weeks and they go somewhere else out three four weeks whatever um, kind of like one of these fairgrounds but it's just all inflatables um, and we're in there you know, you pay one fee and then you go around, you go. And in this one spot, there was this. And it gets very interesting when you walk in. The signs, it's all a bit rough. It's all a bit kind of made up and almost painted up. And I'm sure you've seen things, all right? Whether it's a traveling fairground or, like I said, a fun fair or these inflatable fun parts. So anyway, we go in, you know. Um, and I always approach these things as very interesting, you know, coming from a risk management kind of background, is you're always looking at 
Okay, how have they done that? Is that appropriately done? And, and so on. It's just, it's one of those things. That if you've done something enough, you're going to look for those things. If you've been in the catering industry, you know, you're going to go to a restaurant, you're going to go to a cafe, and you'll always have an eye on how people do things. You know, it's just one of those things. So then we go, you know, and I'm observing various things, finding quite interesting. And my daughter's had a great time running around, and there's this one, like, massive 60, 70 foot slide, loads of big kids coming down it, and she wants to go on it. And at this point, her younger sister's gone off, and it's not interesting, because it wouldn't be appropriate for her younger sister get on it. Like I said, she's six, so she's still relatively little, my youngest. And supervising this particular, because some bouts would just track on, others, like this bigger one, slightly more extreme one, um, you know, they've got someone supervising it, and only letting on so many kids, and you know, sometimes they give you a, you know, some sack to slide down it, this massive slide, and sometimes they don't. And there's this guy, again, early 20s, similar sort of age to the person inside this um, farming centre. Got just some random high-vis jacket on with supervisor or staff or whatever it is on the back. Um, you know, tied up, rough-looking, you know, just slightly unkempt, just as you would imagine that the staff as they are, they're travelling around, they're working hard, they're doing long hours, you know, they're in repetitive jobs, much like the, the other climbing instructor, who was, you know, smartly turned out, and all the rest. But, so this guy, bit of a geezer, bit of a lightly lad, you know, a bit of banter going on with all the young'uns, you know, a bit of a, a kind of Essexy, maybe London-type lil, um, like I say, sleeves rolled up, yeah, a bit of a lightly geezer. The kind of people that you do uh, see quite often on these travelling fairgrounds, right? First impressions, and I will admit, and the other thing, this is why this is an interesting experience, is I was looking and going, oh, this guy, he's a bit of a geezer. Oh, I don't know if I, oh, I don't know if I like his approach much. He doesn't seem that professional. Oh, you know, and I had some, and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, he came from maybe a different social or economic background. Maybe. Again, making assumptions, attaching meanings, these biases. But what's interesting is when you start to study biases and you start to study these things, you can spot them more often and you can make sure that they don't um, have as much an effect. And so I call myself and go, hold on, well, that's interesting. Why am I thinking that? How do I know that? What's that based on? Is that true? Oh, interesting. Well, you know, and it's just one of those things that, that allows you to take a step back and not get sucked into you know, um, falling prey to certain biases or, you know, uh, mental shortcuts that, that wouldn't necessarily serve us. So that was an interesting point there. The other thing was eventually, you know, we went over and went, okay, let's go. Let's go and do it. And so we went over and I was a bit nervous because there was some slightly bigger kids around there and she could be quite quiet, my eldest. So she walked up and his guy clocked her. And this is what was a real surprise and a real, a real, uh, I suppose, a lesson, or was, was just again a very interesting comparison to this other person. Immediately, so bear in mind, this guy just sits on this this fence, basically, and counts kids in, kids out, 
checks, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do, not standing up, not coming down forwards, whether they give them a sack to come down in or not, you know, that's basically all he does all day, every day for like weeks, presumably. Repetitive, whatever. But because of the banter that he was having with his kids, with the kids that came through, it seemed that he was, you know, creating it, making a game out of it, making it more interesting for himself. But anyway, kids coming through, kids coming through, kids coming through. You initially look and go, well, that guy's not paying attention, you know, oh my God, this place, how does it run? And all of these things, again, based on assumptions, based on, you know, perspectives, perceptions. Anyway, my daughter walks up. He clocks her and she's looking quite nervous. And I'm trying not to be the overprotective parent. You know, I'm going, oh, I want to give her the opportunity to go in there and... and, and you know, be a bit uncomfortable and come out the other side. So I'm standing back a little bit, letting her go in. This guy immediately clocks it, she's nervous. First thing he does is he crouches down. So I was really impressed. He immediately came down to her height. And you know, the conversation was something like this, you know. You right, little one? You've been on here before? And so she sort of like shakes her head. And he goes, all right, no worries, all right. What we're going to do is I'm going to give you this sack and you're going to go down in this sack, all right. You're going to put your arms in. You're going to pull it all the way up like a sleeping bag, okay, up around your neck, arms inside, cross your arms, and you're going to go down feet first, okay. Can you show me what to do? Where have you got? And so he got her to repeat back the instructions or demonstrate that she understood. Bear in mind, he's still got a ton of other kids coming through, all right, but they are allowed to wait. But he crouched down, gave some instructions, and asked her to repeat those instructions back, all in a very friendly, chilled out way. And then he said something like, right, right my name's Daryl, and um, if you have any issues, you get up there, you don't like it, you just call for me, and I'll come and get you, all right? You'll be all right. And I was, I was just blown away, again, partially because what I expected wasn't what turned up but also by the, what I would class, the level of his professionalism, the, the, um, the amount of care that he was putting into this one little girl's experience. Crouching down to her height. Asking if she'd been there before, giving her some instructions and quantifying her understanding through questioning. Letting her know what his name was and if she had any problems, you can come to me. You'll be all right, off you go, have a great time. And off he went. And as a parent, I'm like, reassured that this guy gives a crap, yeah? That he's taken the time out of his busy day, out of his busy, repetitive day, he's spotted somebody who needs a bit more care and attention and he's given it. Out of those two people, those two situations, those two individuals, instructors, staff members, who would you say is more professional? For me, it was the second guy. Now, again, you could look at this and go, well, maybe it's just because my expectations of the first experience weren't met and the expectations of my second experience were exceeded. And a lot of that could come down to my expectations. But equally, what I had partly expected, I suppose, is that you can see that the, the kind of what 
the experience I got from the traveling inflatable place was what I was expecting at the well-established, well-oiled, in theory, um, more expensive um, climbing center. And it was kind of like they were they, they were in the wrong place. But it kind of comes, there's a, a bunch of things from this, I suppose. Is that there, there's some interesting stories around expectation. There's some interesting kind of lessons from here around biases. There's some interesting lessons around, you know, client experience and consistency of that. And, you know, what it is to be professional. This is my thing. You do not have to be paid loads of money to be a professional. You don't have to be paid anything to be paid. Be act in a professional manner. And what I saw from the chap in the inflatable place was he demonstrated some professionalism, courtesy, integrity. He cared. He did what was required. He, you know, wasn't just going through the motions, bored but he was actually doing what he was supposed to do. More switched on, almost, than the other person. Now, what would be interesting to find out, of course I've not got the time or inclination to look into it, is how much structure and, um, you know, process and procedure the, the guy had to follow, um, you know, at the inflatable park, based against the clearly amount of process and procedure that the instructor had to follow at this climbing centre. Because sometimes just having a bunch of safety procedures and processes in place to ensure safety requirements are met, unless you back that up or reinforce that with processes and procedures to ensure client um, experience, Safety is essential, but it's not enough. Was it safety is, is necessary but not sufficient to ensure that your client comes back? Of course I should have a safe experience. Yeah, obviously. But what I also want is to feel valued as a person. And as a parent, I also want to feel that my you know, children are well taken care of on a personal level not just on the this is all safe and that's kind of the thing I think I got more from you know this travelling place than I did the other interesting bit of a long one today um, but hopefully there's some interesting little kind of takeaways from that from this experience I've certainly gained some interesting lessons and some perspectives and some uh little things as to why I expected certain things in certain situations and, and looking at what in that I can control. Um, and I was partly expecting, I didn't get, I was partly expecting like an email afterwards from this climbing centre, you know, with a, hey, you've been to our centre, how was your experience, let us know if you want to give us a, you know, here's the link to the TripAdvisor or here's a thing to leave or whatever, you know, but there was none of that. Because I would have fed back, but I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna just go and do it. I'm gonna wait to see actually if they they give me an opportunity to leave some feedback or, or to you know 
leave a testimony or if they ask for a testimony and see what their next process is. Now, obviously, I'm not expecting that from a from an inflatable travelling fun park. But what's interesting, if I had the opportunity to go to the climate centre again or to the fun park, probably going to go to the fun park randomly. Um, anyway, if you've taken anything from this, let me know. It'd be interesting to know what you think. Um, and again, you know, lots of lessons inside there around professionalism, about being bothered, about taking care of the small stuff. Um, and yeah, I know the risk management involved in either, but you know, yeah, lots of interesting things. I won't go on too much further, but lots of little interesting lessons in there for me. And hopefully you've got some as well too. Um, yeah, thanks for your time. Speak soon.